This is the Wide Awake Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirsten Kazarian. As a child psychologist, I believe the most important part of the work I do is supporting parents by helping them deeply attune to their child and find their own balance of connection, nourishment, and inspiration. To do this, I lean on the practice of mindfulness. Join me in a conversation about raising our kids, raising our consciousness, and trying to stay awake. Welcome to episode 22. Today, we're talking about the college application process, the stress this can cause, and what to do about it as a teen and as a parent of a teen. I've been wanting to do this episode for a while, as it seems like the application process can haunt much of the high school experience for teens and for their families. I had some ideas on the topic, and I shared them with a high school student I met this summer through a really cool internship program through our local school district. She advocates for the mental health of her peers at school and had a lot to say about her experience navigating her own self-care, relationships, self-esteem, and what she thinks teens need to make it through this process mostly unscathed. So today, you'll be hearing my interview with her. And for her privacy, I'll be referring to her as our amazing intern. My conversation with this thoughtful, articulate, and motivated teen spurred the ideas for three more episodes. In these future episodes, we will examine how to build connectedness in our teens and our younger children, why parent self-care is literally the most important thing we can do for the emotional and academic success of our children, and finally, how to handle rejection from our kids like a pro and teach them some really excellent things in the process. So as we move through the interview, you'll likely want more information on these topics based on what our amazing intern is sharing. And we will definitely get to it all, but in bite-sized chunks of digestible information over the next couple of months. So what would you say are the biggest stressors preparing for applying to colleges? Um, I would say that the biggest stress is being the best out of all of your classmates. Teens, they can struggle with competitiveness even between their own groups of peers. I know myself, I have an extremely competitive group of friends that talk about college applications, grades, SAT scores, and school classes more than anything else. And my personal struggle is when my peers downgrade their own scores, which are a lot higher than my own, and then they call themselves failures, stupid, getting nowhere in life. And oftentimes I'm asking myself, if that score is bad, then what about mine? And before I know it, I'm analyzing my entire life accomplishments and downgrading myself to the point where I can't even turn back. And 
A lot of students that downgrade others for their scores are students that are often downgraded at home by their strict parents who intensely pressure them. But the thing is that those parents, they don't seem to know that their negativity not only impacts their child, but other people around their child. And that negativity can make a tightly knit group of friends and peers in a group where and it can make it where everyone just ends up stabbing each other in the back. So stress from home can really show on the outside. And also some of the big stressors, the other ones of getting into colleges are meeting standards from the colleges themselves. Uh, managing time for preparing and completing applications and the big idea that in the world that college the the college that you go to determines your intelligence or self-worth so there's some practical stressors here like the actual competition of your peers um the work you have to do in order to apply but there's something deeper that you're you're explaining to us about the people that should be your biggest supports during a stressful time, like your friends and your parents, actually may be part of your stress. And it's set up in a way that you guys aren't able to nourish each other. You're actually, in a way, kind of tearing each other down and stressing each other out, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's definitely an experience where everyone else is kind of going against themselves, which is not something that should be happening. We should actually be be picking each other up and um, succeeding together rather than just succeeding one by one. So what have you done? I'll mention that you're a pretty psychologically minded young person um, and So for you, I'm curious, what does your self-care look like as you're preparing for college? Um, What is your prep? What is your management of this whole process look like? Well, even as you said, I'm psychologically minded, but at the same time, Unfortunately, as an AP student with a bunch of extracurriculars and having no time on my hands, even for me, self-care isn't really something that happens as much as, as, much as it should in my life. Um, and usually I would come home from school, go straight to my room and work on homework or studying until as late as two in the morning, which isn't good at all considering I have to get up at 6.30 for school, like a lot of other um people my age. Um, However, um, besides that, when I do find some free time on my hands, which isn't often, but when I do, um, I like to write stories or make art projects like paintings. Um, I count those things as a form of self-care for me because it really does help me whenever I'm stressed for an upcoming test or feel overwhelmed. Um, writing or creating another form of art gets me in the moment and distracts me from being too stressed out, which is a really good thing. Okay, excellent. So it sounds like anything, and for you it's art, that can help you be in the moment really decreases your stress. But even someone like you that tries to be mindful of your mental health just feels like there's kind of no right choice Um as many of us feel when we're overworked, 
that you kind of have to choose in order to get something done. I'm going to have to forfeit some of my sleep or my rest or my downtime or my self-care. is sacrifices that um, people have to make. And a lot of people sacrifice their own health and their own opportunities for self-care to, um, to get into college. And a lot of people don't realize that, like parents and teachers. So I'm hoping to educate them about that. So what skills do you think teens should have for embarking on this process? Um, well, teens definitely need determination and hope to get through this time period. Um, those are the two big skills to have, just the determination to do things and then hope to get through the process. And the worst thing for a teen that is trying to prepare themselves for college is looking at the negatives about themselves. And yes, it's important to think realistically when choosing what university to apply to, but teens should also believe in themselves and apply as many um, to as many reach schools as they can. Teens need to focus on a few things and be good at those things instead of doing a lot of things and then being okay in them. And they also need to not get distracted with things that can negatively impact them. And they also need to manage time wisely. So these skills, um, those skills are very vital for teens, teens to maintain a good mental health and a self-happiness status during this time of stress. So can I ask, that list is a pretty daunting list even for some adults to follow through on completely. Is that from your observation of what you're seeing has made yourself or your successful peers attain their goals? Um, yeah, that's based off of my own personal experience and um, also looking at others because I've noticed a lot of my own peers are very, um, they're very successful in managing their time and that really gets them places and it, it gets them um, more relaxed and more feeling like they're in a good place to get, um, to prepare for the application process. Okay. Okay. So perhaps teens that are better at managing their time have more time to relax and to and and they have a little more confidence in their preparedness yes okay so as I said that's a lot for a teenager who is learning facts and information but also learning about self-care there you guys are learning quite a bit all at once so what could parents and teachers do to help support you, um, you being teenagers, in this process? Um, personally, I would want parents and teachers as a student to be aware of the constant pressure that many of us students have to face on a daily basis. I would definitely agree that um, 
students studying in my generation compared to the generations in the past, such as those of our parents, are definitely more competitive and geared towards getting into the highest ranking college possible. Now, colleges are getting tougher and tougher to get into each year, which makes sense given our huge population growth and the increased demand of a lot of jobs that require a high college education. But at the end of the day, parents and teachers, they really need to know that trying to do well as a high school student is really difficult. And though their child might not be asking for help out loud, like physically asking like for help, they might still need your support and just loving care, just lovingness and nourishment throughout the process. So it makes me think of a lot of the parenting skills that we talk about on this podcast. Let me run some of them by you and see if I'm following, if these are a good match. So this idea of being kind of attuned to your child so that maybe they're not able to say, I'm really overwhelmed and I need help, but noticing changes, noticing the struggles that they're facing each day and spending a lot of time with them so you have kind of a natural way to support them, to give them suggestions, to, to listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what... Um, I think that's exactly what a lot of people my age are looking for, especially during this time, because even though we could be closed off in our room studying, doing homework, and we might seem really stressed out and that we don't want to be bothered, but um, really, especially personally, I feel like I do need supports from parents, even when um, a parent comes in and asking me, um, are you okay? Uh, do you need some help? That Even those words, even though I myself would probably say, no, I'm fine, it's still really comforting to hear that as a student. Before we ended our interview, I asked our amazing intern to share an experience she had at one of her internship sites. I asked her to share this with us because parents are often worried when I talk about mindfulness for teens. They look at me and say, my teen will never try that, or he's not going to meditate. And while I do use meditation as part of the skill building process, it's not the only thing that can benefit teens, and it's not the only way into a mindfulness practice. So I hope that as you listen to her, you're reminded that mindfulness is about the how, not the what. One of the services they provide to the elderly in that commit community that community is um, is the knitting club. So um, they have knitting clubs about every week, and I came in one day, and there were some really nice ladies who taught me to do something called loom knitting, which is kind of Um, well, you have a loom and a bunch of yarn and a little pick. Those are basically your three materials for that. And they taught me how to make baby hats, um, out of that yarn and the loom. And it was pretty easy to learn. It took me about 
10 minutes to learn how to do the entire um, hat. And it's for a good cause, too, because they make baby hats for babies in need. Um, So it's kind of it's a really good cause. But as soon as I started to work on that, it was so hard to stop. I um, one day I was working um, from about eight o'clock in the evening. And before I know it, it's 12, (laughs) it's 12 at night and I'm already doing a bunch of looming, but it's so relaxing and it really gets me in the moment. So if, well, I myself have, um, I'm not really into something like meditation or um, a lot of forms of mindfulness aren't exactly my thing. But as soon as I figured out this loom knitting thing and um, just creating this form of art and doing it for a cause, um, I found it such a great thing to kind of escape from all of the stress that's going on, especially um, in the summer with all my activities that I still have to do for school, kind of becoming, just kind of taking it away and being in the moment, which um, I thought was great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to say it has been such a pleasure working with you. Um, You have added tremendously to our business this summer um, and it has been just a lot of fun all right there is a lot to think about the big takeaways for me were how powerful this experience is for teens applying to college and that as parents we can support them by validating their experience asking them how we can help and to keep asking. Our intern described the need for teens to carry hope forward. And so being mindful to have an optimistic spirit and perspective as a parent and decrease our judgment and criticism are also key. In our next episode, we'll look at building connectedness in our children, why it's important and how we can do this. That is our episode. If you enjoy our podcast or think it could benefit parents you know, share it with them or leave a rating on iTunes as this helps other parents find us. I'm Dr. Kirsten Kazarian, and until we meet again, be gentle with yourself, courageous on your path, and let's help each other try.